0: I'm Mitchell from the Market Unpacked and today we have Global Health CEO, Matthew Cherian. Thanks for taking the time to join us today, Matthew. Thanks for having me Mitchell, it's my pleasure. Uh, Global Health is a leading provider of digital health solutions to the Australasian healthcare industry. Innovation, consumer centricity and connectivity are the foundations of the company's vision of connecting clinicians and consumers. Matthew, what is the driving force behind this vision? So the driving force is the recognition
1: that the problem we're trying to fix is the escalating cost of healthcare globally. Uh, without, uh, I'm sure you're aware that you know with better technology, better meds, earlier detection of diseases, the cost of healthcare is just spiraling out of control across the globe.
0: Mm.
1: So uh, something radical has to be done, and and we think the uh, the um, the barriers or the, the enablers to, to sort of change the way healthcare is delivered and to produce better outcomes is by connecting the sector better. So we're not into, you know, I'm not talking about silos and also um, getting consumers like you and I to take more responsibility for our health and wellness. So it's very important. I think in most most industries that have been disrupted have been disrupted by focusing on the consumer. And 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 that's why, you know, we're pretty focused on uh, on, on the healthcare consumer as being central to. the Ecosystem.
0: Mm, yeah, and uh, from recent announcements, it appears that the implementation of your products is benefiting from government changes uh, to data reporting. What are some of those changes, and how does that? Uh, how do your products provide an answer to those changes? So, um, it, the the whole funding of healthcare is
1: moving from um, fee for service. Because of this escalating cost, there's a move across the world for healthcare to be funded based on value or improved financial outcomes and improved health outcomes and demonstrably so. So um, we were quite fortunate in that our clinical systems were developed from the get-go to focus on people living with lifelong conditions, uh, particularly mental health, but also diabetes, hypertension and anything else that's sort of uh, almost all of life as opposed to a lot of clinical systems which tend to um, focus on a transaction. You go into hospital with a broken leg and you get it fixed and you're done, or you go see a doctor because you've got an upset tummy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trivialising it, but uh, but they tend to be transactional, whereas our clinical system has been based from the get-go to look at um, outcomes for people living with lifelong conditions and making sure that they, um, that they're, 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 they don't degrade, their health doesn't... Uh, deteriorate; uh, they kept well, and we encourage them to grow, uh, to to stay to stay well. So uh, our Mastercare product has always been well regarded in the area of uh, of life chronic disease management, if you like, and it's been outcome based. Um, in addition to that, a lot of the funding in healthcare is now, as I mentioned earlier, based on outcomes and value. So if there might be a program, a funding program for people impacted by the drought or by the bushfires, or by COVID, by losing a job, uh, social isolation. And all these things tend to uh, clearly lead to a huge increase in the incidence of mental health, something like that. So these funding programs um, are given for a population and uh, uh, the providers have to demonstrate that they've delivered improved financial outcomes and health outcomes. And because our product uh, has been designed to actually uh, work towards outcomes, um, we are in a strong position to sort of satisfy the reporting requirements of the government uh, without, which which are collected as part of delivering the healthcare service, as opposed to, you know, doing the doing the delivery and then keying in the data and doing a report type thing. So it's it's, it's very flexible, very powerful MasterCare for for exactly that purpose.
0: Yeah, and I guess um, the products are also aimed at breaking the the silos of the data. Uh, So as more people get on board, more healthcare providers get on board, do you see it becoming more valuable because of uh, that scalability of it? Yeah, so there's two two elements to that connectivity question,
1: Um, or the the network effect as as you're putting it. Um, Certainly, as more and more people come on board, we, we are starting to collect much bigger sets of data. And this big data uh, lends itself to uh, analysis for patterns and trends, uh, and which we can then share with our customers to say, hey, so they can benchmark their performance against their peers, uh, and they can sort of uh, look at patterns and trends, stuff that's worked versus stuff that hasn't worked. Uh, that's one aspect where the network effect indeed is very important because the bigger the data, the better the ability to, um, to to analyze. The other aspect is that we also have a strong commitment because uh, chronic disease or, or people living with lifelong conditions, they tend to involve a team of carers. So you're not talking about just a transaction with the GP or a specialist. You generally have a bunch of specialists, uh, you know, a psychiatrist, a GP. You might have a bunch of allied health providers. Uh, if you've got diabetes, it might be a podiatrist, a nutritionist, uh, um, and so on, endocrinologists. Um, and so we've always, from the get-go, encouraged connectivity across the sector. And, and so we, by doing that, um, yeah, you do get a network effect because the more people that can share information, the better, it, better they are equipped to make decisions, to make the right decision, to get a complete picture of my health, not what they've collected from me, but what other people have collected from me. And they can make a, an informed decision, hopefully a better decision.
0: Yeah, uh, has COVID-19 sort of brought forward the adoption of of your products as well? Absolutely, I mean, it's amazing. We've uh,
1: been spending about a million dollars a year for the last eight years on this, on this vision of ours to sort of connect the sector and empower consumers, get them to engage with their care team. And we thought we had about five years to do all this, but COVID's compressed that timescale uh, quite significantly. Uh, so one of our platforms, for example, is, is, is uh, about patient engagements. It's about giving uh, clinicians a digital doorway so that they can um, uh, do video consulting, they can do online forms, they can do uh, discussion groups, forums with their patients. Um, and, uh, and that's suddenly escalated. The demand for this just escalated. We've got patient portals that have doubled in the last few months. Our core product, which is the, uh, our strength, which is in the uh, management of people living with mental health, uh, issues uh that's sadly uh taken off beyond belief right because uh, mm. that's what you know if you've lost your job if you've uh, lost your friends or you can't uh, socialize with your friends i mean uh, i think i saw on the telly last slide that uh, professor patrick mcgory said that uh, we focused on the 110 deaths out of covid but in that same time 1,000 suicides have occurred right yeah wow so uh, yeah so that's so sadly covid's uh it's just uh, impacted us in, in, in an unbelievable way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, back in March, you announced a partnership with Best Practice uh, Software, uh, giving global health exposure to over 5,000 medical practices. Uh, are you able to tell us if there have been any material outcomes from that partnership as of yet?
1: Well, uh, we, we just finished uh, the integration with, the, uh, with our secure messaging platform. And that's being rolled out in the in, in the test early adopter stage this month. Unfortunately, COVID came on board, so the progress has not been as fast as we would like. Um, we were hoping to start uh, marketing um, and seeing some benefits in this quarter, in, in this financial year. Uh, it might slip by a quarter or two because of the um, uh, the, the pace of, of of working together. So hopefully we'll start seeing some results in, in the second half of this uh, of this year, okay. like October,
0: so about October something. Peninsula Health, Ballarat Community Health, uh, Ballerine Community Health—all contracts uh, signed over the last few months. All situated in Victoria. Is there a planned focus on expanding your footprint in Victoria, or just a coincidence?
1: No, actually. I mean, um, this this uh, expansion in Victoria is—we uh, we actually are quite strong in WA and SA as well in all the southern states. And, and, and that's because the demand for our product is driven by this national move to keep people out of hospitals. So that's the most costly part of healthcare. So there's a lot more money spent outside hospitals to get uh, the Matthews or um, Mitchells of the world uh, to avoid hospitalisation. It's healthcare in the home, hospital in the home, hosp- healthcare anywhere. Uh, so um, the, the, the success we're having in Victoria which is largely word of mouth, and which I think will continue. Uh, we are now, uh, just in the last month or so, set up a sales office in New South Wales because uh, we, the same demand is occurring north of the Murray, if you like, in, in New South Wales and Queensland. Uh, people are looking for uh, ways of of um, making sure that people uh, don't don't end up in hospital, right, by 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 uh, looking after them in their homes and and uh, outside the hospital. So. Yeah, we expect it to actually be um, across the country.
0: Yeah, yeah. okay. And uh, th- this morning the market was updated on the extension of your LifeCard partnership with Diabetes Victoria uh, for a further 12 months. Uh, congratulations on that. Can you explain what LifeCard is and how it differs compared to the government's My Health Record? Yeah. So
1: I've always, My Health Record I think has been conceived uh, very much as a tool for clinicians to uh, to to have better a better complete picture of the patient. Um, the focus, I think, is very much on, on on clinicians giving them access and making sure that they don't necessarily repeat the test that was done two months ago, or they are aware of what medications I'm on and potential adverse effects and all that sort of stuff. That's my view. Uh, LifeCard has been positioned very much as something for consumers for you and I as as citizens to manage our health better uh, You know, it, it's about me owning the record. It's 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 very powerful. It's got uh, It's got all the uh, information you'd expect, you know, the the uh, meds I'm on, the conditions I've had, the processes I've had, the pathology results uh, all of which are, are uh, and, and can be augmented by wearables and home monitoring devices and so on so that um the idea being that uh lifeguard empowers me to sort of start uh, implementing some behavior changes to prevent me from prevent my health from deteriorating. So so lifeguard is very much about consumers. I own it, I decide who I can share it with. So I might decide to share parts of it with my uh fitness coach or with my um psychologist, but if I if I'm a female and and, and I had a, an abortion or a termination when I was 18 and I'm 55 now, I can choose not to share that part, right? Because that's not relevant uh, to my condition today if I'm, say, living with diabetes, right? So if, or if, I, if, I, if I want to manage my diabetes, I'll be sharing the stuff I need to, to share rather than have to, you know, perhaps say, to you know, share the fact that I've, I was on some antidepressant 20 years ago or something like that. So it's very much about me being in control of my health record. It's also multilingual because um, we are a migrant nation uh, and, uh, and, and it allows you to also manage on behalf of other people so I could manage my uh, kids' records or my elderly parents' records or, or, uh, and so on. So it's, 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 I think it's got the potential to be a major, major disruptor on the way healthcare uh, is delivered.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I guess there's uh, plenty of privacy concerns around my health records. We saw that uh, when it was rolled out. So definitely a, a, a segment of the market for uh, Lifeguard for people that are more uh, yeah. concerned about that sort of thing, I guess.
1: I mean, in theory, Lifeguard, uh, my health record is accessible by, you know, a couple of hundred thousand healthcare pro- professionals, isn't it? And if you've got such a large network then your vulnerabilities are much larger than and if you're focused on you know, a particularly narrow segment of uh, people living with lifelong conditions, I think,
0: yeah. So for the next uh, 12 months ahead, uh, Matthew, what, what do you see for global health looking forward? We are super busy.
1: I mean, I we've never been this, uh, this, um, this busy to the extent that we've actually had to find partners, delivery partners, and we've actually uh, training a couple of partners, one in New South Wales, one in WA one in Victoria, so that uh, the biggest risk we have, we think is is not the biggest risk, but the biggest problem we have is our ability to service the demand that we're experiencing. So we've actually had to go out and find partners that can actually help us with the delivery in other states in particular, but also in Victoria, so that we can scale. Uh, otherwise, we're limited by, you know, how many uh, staff we have and all that sort of stuff, trained staff. So mm-hmm. now we've got... Uh, so I think the next 12 months is going to be... Um, it's going to be huge for us. Uh, we, we'd like to think subject to, obviously, uh, provided we don't get too, uh, too many spikes in this, uh, um, in this uh, isolation, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, it doesn't stop us from delivering stuff in Sydney or in WA or in other parts of Victoria, the country of Victoria, for example. Uh, we have a partner that's based in Geelong, and, uh, and they can certainly do help us with the ballerines and Ballarat of the world. Uh, while well, we in Melbourne are stuck. <laughs> so that should, should be a good year uh, from, right. a, from a business perspective, yeah.
0: Well, sounds like exciting things to come. Uh, thank you for taking the time to to join us uh, today, Matthew. really appreciate it. My pleasure, President. Mitchell.
1: Thank you yeah.
0: for having me. Yeah, well, I look forward to speaking with you in the future and seeing how yeah. our global health uh, tracks over the next 12 months. Absolutely. Likewise. Yep. To oh, thank thank you. you very much. Yes. Hey guys hope you really enjoyed that one if you want more videos like this make sure you drop a like below and also if you're interested in interviews from certain managing directors or ceos make sure you comment that below and i'll try to reach out to them to get a video with them so thanks guys until the next one catch you later